HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Two percent, two percent, two percent. Uh, the two percent's right over here. Oh, hey, Jenna. I didn't know you shopped here. Uh, yeah, anything to support local food, know what I mean? I definitely do. Though that's not the only thing you do in the name of Good Eats, obviously. Well, true. I also host Eating Matters every Wednesday at 5 p.m. where we talk about food policy and how it impacts all of us. Be sure to tune in. All right, gotta get the plug in there, I get it. Yep, I'm hashtag shameless. You know what else you can do to support the local food community, right? Well, yeah. Make a donation to Heritage Radio Network, the world's pioneer food radio station. That's right. And I gotta call you out on the whole local thing. What do you mean? Well, The Farm Report, A Taste of the Past, Japan Eats. Those are shows that take you around the country and the world. I'll give you that. So how can listeners give their support? It's pretty easy. Just go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the big red heart in the top right corner. It's pretty easy from there. Thanks. Today's program is brought to you by Cane Vineyard and Winery, a Napa Valley winery committed to respecting the soil and dedicated to the creation of three Cabernet blends. For more information, visit cane5.com. This is Sherry Bayer from All in the Industry. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Love Bites is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit, member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep HRN alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now and we will love you for it. Welcome to Love Bites, coming at you live from Heritage Radio Network. Today is Monday, June 27th. I'm one of your hosts, Jacqueline Orpozo. I write about people who make food. You can find me at wordsfoodart.com. I'm 34 straight and single. And I'm your other host, Ben Rosenblatt. I am an actor, writer, musician, occasional bartender and server. These things are all true this week. I know. I've been, I've been, well, you're <laughs> trying to say... you the past You're trying to say weeks. that in the past weeks I've been lying. Yes. 
flat out pretty much. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I am 33. I'm going to be 34 soon. I'm, I'm going to be 35 soon. Oh my ah. God. We're old. Ah. I am 33 straight and my singleness We're gonna is like talk dangling about precariously that. by I a thread I cannot here, so. wait, listeners. That is going to be the bulk of our first half of our show today. But before we get to that, um, after the break, we're going to be joined by wedding cake genius Ron Ben Israel, who's going to dish about all the fantastic things he's learned from making around 400 cakes every year for New York's glitzy and glamorous. He's going to talk about the gay pride parade this weekend and talk about gay weddings and love and his romance dead. I cannot wait to talk to him about that. He's delightful. I'm so glad he's here. So um, let's start the show, Benjamin, with each sharing, since we've got the pastry cake genius on the show, uh, sharing one of our favorite places in New York City for pastries or cakes or such. I had a delicious cupcake this morning. This morning? Yes. <laughs> this morning? What time <laughs> like, was it? No, it was afternoon. Oh, okay. It's, you're allowed to have cupcakes afternoon. You're allowed like to have cupcakes right? in the morning. Are you? Okay. I think so. Well, I was just, you know, All right, where was I it? I didn't want to seem like a cupcakeaholic. Where was it? Like I woke up and... Uh, well, it was actually at a rehearsal that I was at, but it was brought from Georgetown Cupcakes. I don't know them. Which is uh, down in Soho on Mercer Street. But anyway, they have this special... They have seasonal cupcakes, and they've got this special going on right now for Shark Week, because it's Shark Week. So it's a Shark Week. Are you familiar week? with Shark Week? Yeah, 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 yeah. on Discovery Channel. Yes. Right. So it's... They're Shark Week cupcakes, and they were fucking delicious. But what was it? So, well, they had I four it's different... it's Shark Fin cupcakes. It's four different kinds. They had these, like, sugary sharks, like, gotcha. on the cupcakes. Aw, cute. And, like, they had one with, like, this guy's, like, hand, like, reaching Did up from under the... No. Damn it, Ben. Well, people look on Instagram or Twitter and then tag us at Love Bites Radio that way. You're such a bad food food journalist. We're going to work on this. We're going to work on this. All right. Spank me later. Georgetown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to spank you later. Uh, Georgetown Bakery, Shark Week Cupcakes. Georgetown Cupcakes. Georgetown Cupcakes. Shark 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 Week Cupcakes. Cupcakes. The one I had was like this like delicious like caramel cinnamon uh, frosting with like this like apple filling. It was delicious. How about you? Um, so I've got like the no gluten thing because of the lime and the celiac and all that. Uh, so for a long time, I've reviewed places in New York City and there are a lot that I'm not a fan of. Um, but by the way, Bakery on the Upper West Side, it's on Broadway and I want to say like 89th or something. I should have looked this up. They also have a place out of town. They're just really good. They're an oat-free company, too, which is important to some people with celiac with, as far as cross-contamination. Their brownies are just really good. Like, mm. basically, if I have to buy cupcakes, brownies, carrot cake, chocolate cake for people or myself, like my birthday every year, I go and get myself a brownie. They're just really good. Like, if I'm not going to bake for somebody, since I do most of the gluten-free baking, Your brownies, I do, too. I know about your brownies. I know what the <laughs> secret ingredient in your brownies. So uh, I make the most upscale special brownies and cookies in New York City, but that's, that's another show. Anyway, Benjamin, you're you got a goofy grin in your face, and I'm going to take it down right now. Because, listeners, yeah. if you've listened the past couple of weeks, Benjamin is sort of not single anymore, and he's been a little bit reticent to speak about it. So, to sum up very quickly, when Ben was gone for his show at the top of our season, uh, doing a show up in Maine, he had a little showmance with a lady that's turned into a regular romance. And if you don't know what a showmance is, obviously actors, like, you meet... You, work professionally you meet very quickly and in a short amount of time you've got to really get to know the emotional sort of energy and essence of that person so that on stage you can have a realistic emotional relationship and not only that but when you're working out of town you're also like living living with the same people oftentimes in the same house or if not in an apartment that's like two steps away you're isolated from the rest of your your job and your family and friends and so people 
sometimes the people that you're watching make out on stage or or you're in like a weird town in Maine and like when you're swiping on Tinder there's like no one there's you swipe like four times and then it's like there's no one else in your area so you had this showmance with this girl what what should we call her have you thought about what we should call her can I just call her the girl the, the girl, the girl. We're not going to finish the word. Go so, All right. So the reason why we haven't exactly talked about her, though, is that we've talked a lot about the sh- on the show about your concern of um, hurting women that you're in relationships with, or letting them down, or everything ends is sort of a moniker we use the first season that you came up with. So um, you've been a little hesitant to call her your girlfriend and to feel really grounded in this relationship. Where are you at right now with that? I, um, well, I'm really enjoying the relationship. Number one, I have to say, um, I love spending time with her. She makes me laugh a lot. We've developed a really strong emotional intimacy and she's becoming, you know, my closest companion and the person who I kick her ass. I'm just kidding. I just got very jealous. Did you? I did. This is like energy I just like did. went up your spine. Yeah, and... I was like, I'm going to kill her. No, I'm just kidding. I'm really supportive. Um, yeah, you're really supportive. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so yeah, I mean, we've become really close and I care about her a lot and I'm also attracted to her and she's very yeah, loving said, like, and the, caring. Can I say and... that you had told me in the beginning, like the sex is amazing. I think I said it on the air. Yeah. yeah, that it's a really satisfying sexual relationship. Um so all of that is really great, and so the relationship is so fantastic. So where's the turmoil? The turmoil, I think, is comes from a number of places, um, as we've discussed, and I, as I've written about on the Love Bites Radio blog, I have my own fears and issues with commitment, and um, I also, I think, identify... I, I've been single for a long time now. I've been single for mm. six years now without being in a serious committed relationship and I think a lot of my life and the way I see myself is my identity is surrounded by being a single guy and like is that something you had thought about before because I feel like we've talked so much about on the show about finding the partner in a way like I mean that's uh, I mean I well I think part of it is that like some the grass is always greener right so it's like when you're single you want something else when you're in something, maybe sometimes you're like, think of all the great things about being single. But, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I think I, I see myself as this, not only do I see myself as a single guy, but so much of my daily life revolves around being yeah. single right. to a certain degree. And also like being out and about and seeing women and talking to women and the way I view people is from the lens of a single guy. So and so having you- to shift that is tricky and difficult and in some ways in spite of the fact that there's these great benefits that I'm getting from this relationship also feels like a little bit of a loss and so I'm trying to figure out how to cope with what that loss is and have you spoken with her about that concern yeah um Ron is having a chuckle over there at us and that's uh, nothing I'm here to talk about cake that's all and wedding cake all right well you you shut your mouth until we get to the cake okay Mr. Rosenblatt um yeah I mean I've I've talked we've had a number of conversations about you know my fears and taking a little a little bit slow taking it day by day which is what I'm trying to do take it a day at a time and is she able? Where is she at as far as what you're sensing as far as her um, taking it a day at a time? Because it's been a couple of months now, and and also we should point out 
part of the whole showmance thing too is that you spent a lot of time together from the start like you were sleeping in the same bed every night which is somebody who likes her you know like every time I spend a night with a guy the next night I'm like sprawled out in my bed like ah oh, thank god sure I can't imagine going from being single to spending five to six nights a week well, in bed with easier, the same person it was easier to there, spend right. every night in bed with someone but when been you back know you're coming home five six weeks at this point so like yeah. how is that I mean, we still spend a lot of time together, right? We probably spend three to four nights a week. But were you able to, like, slow down that process? Or do you think she still wants um, more commitment than you are ready for? Are you guys on the same page with that? Or is there some discord with that? I'm not sensing necessarily much discord. I think my actions, in spite of the fact that I am expressing my fears to her verbally my actions and i'm i'm noticing in myself that my actions are indicating that i am moving forward with the relationship and i'm happy about that and so i'm happy to be doing that and i'm noticing for myself like wow i'm telling her i'm afraid i am but here i am like doing this and like i'm excited about it and i'm liking that excited about it and liking it is awesome so are you close to like you we've talked off the air about you not calling her her your girlfriend yet? Are you feeling closer to that you or know, are you still wary? I mean I'm <laughs> like I, I was telling you actually before we came in here there that and like other words of like sincere adoration have like have almost have almost like just kind of like come out of my mouth without thinking about them. That's awesome. And I've had to kind of be like all right so that's raw emotion then. That's not, yeah. that's not, so maybe, so why have, all right, so we won't say the words that almost popped out of your mouth, but why did you stop yourself from letting raw emotion come out? Like, especially because we talked on the show about you being an overthinker, you know, we're both overthinkers. I think, I think like, because I am an overthinker, I'm trying to, but what would like, be the danger about letting the raw emotion come out? Well, I think it's like you preface this entire conversation with, it's the idea that I'm petrified of letting someone down or hurting someone and I don't want to. Say something that I'm not certain of all the time. And I'm not yet certain all the time. Um, well, I think love is... Oh, oh no, I said a word. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's, and it's, I don't think it has to be a constant emotion, though. Um, but again, I think other people would not Agreed. necessarily agree and I think with no, that, though, is the thing. Well, no, I think, I think no emotion is constant. Right. That emotions, by nature, come and go. And right. I think that... What I'm dealing with right now and this whole thing for me is trying to understand, interpret my emotions and understand what they mean because there's a lot of them and they're not always consistent. And I'm trying to understand like where I am, what I'm doing, what they mean and which ones I want to let lead the way. Well, I have one more question for you before we take a break. Sure. Um, if you were to just let yourself live in those moments of I feel this and this wants to come out of my mouth, mm-hmm. what's the worst case scenario in that moment? Aside from the, you know, getting more serious could hurt either or both of us down the line. What is the what is the worst case scenario of you saying one of these things that you want to accidentally blurt out in that moment? Well, I think you saying other than this happening is kind of like poo-pooing that as no, like I'm not a poo-pooing. I'm, ta- I'm talking about, I'm talking about short term versus not- long term is what I'm saying. That like if you say something right now, chances are in the next in that in those couple of hours, since then like we just said, emotion is can be you know, can be hot or cold or fleeting or not. But like if you were to say it right now and you had a beautiful interchange because of that, that is very different than the long term I'm afraid of hurting somebody. You know, mm, so like I'm just I saying mean, I in think the moment. Closely related. 
Right, but in the moment, what's the worst case scenario? In so the there, moment, nothing. But if okay. I did what I wanted to in the moment all the time, like I probably wouldn't be the best partner to her, too. Like if we yeah, all were just but, doing what we wanted in the moment, then like that's being a little bit careless and thoughtless. Yeah, but on the flip side, we've talked about how we overthink everything, and so maybe it's breaking out of a habit of looking so long term and not being short term. I'm just going to put that out there for both. I mean, for you and for me too. That like we're ta- like we've talked in the show about breaking habits and whether they're good habits or not to break, and so. You know, if overthinking and thinking about and if the end game is always I don't want to hurt somebody, has that all has that worked? And I also past? don't want to hurt myself. Like, right. I think this okay. is a good time to take a break. <laughs> oh, you are. Uh, we, we are, are coming be- <laughs> back to this at some other point. We are going to be back very, very soon uh, with Ron Penisco. You are lucky that you get to do the commercial break. Um, I made you talk. But in the meantime, since Jacqueline has made it her personal mission to. Uh, be the thorn in my side today. <laughs> I'm going to put it out all on you to be the thorn in Jacqueline's side. Oh, no. She handles all of our social media and all that stuff. And as you know, she's taking a uh, in the middle right now of a 40 day cleanse from social media. I'm loving it. So I'm just going to encourage all of you to tweet us, <laughs> you know, Facebook us, Instagram us. So all the emails keep, you know, trying to lure her, all the notifications right. try to lure work. her back. Or you can email us at lovebitesradio at gmail.com. Yes, you could do that too. We'll be back. This is Chris Howell from Cane Vineyard and Winery, calling in from Spring Mountain above the Napa Valley. Thank you for listening to this show. In our industrial world of highly processed food and wine, we support the values of Heritage Radio Network. All of us at Cane encourage you to seek out individuality and beauty in everything you eat and drink. To learn more about us, go to Cane5.com. Ron Ben Israel is the founder and executive pastry chef of Ron Ben Israel Cakes, where his team produces around 400 stunning cakes a year. He was the host of Food Network Sweets Genius, is a regular judge on Cake Wars, Cupcake Wars, and loads of pastry competitions around the country, and he's an instructor at the International Culinary Center. The New York Times called Ron the Manolo Blahnik of wedding cakes. His work is breathtaking, and you should head to www.weddingcakes.com to see it for yourself. But Ron is here to dish about relationships that make oh. his work happen and pepper his personal wait, wait, life. Wait. I thought I'm here to talk about cake. No, we're going to have one question. Uh, on. I have a question, though, before oh, we even start, oh my goodness. because okay. some of us are just like here for the relationship stuff and all right, right. like who's Man- Manolo Blahnik? You don't know. It's a shoe designer. You, know, oh, no. okay. you better know who it is if you want to get into a serious relationship with a woman <laughs> in New York City. Yeah, it's sort of like the, the like Sex in the City basically made Manolo Blahnik like the shoe. Sex in the City. Okay. Which, and yeah. if you make anything bad, if you make a faux pas, go and get her Manolo Blahniks. That's true. Like you probably can't afford Manolo Blahniks. So Blahnik. I'm gonna have to get her. She's gonna have to set up the invitation. Yeah. All right. So Ron, we're gonna jump into a wedding cake question since that's what you think that you're here for. So we'll get that one out of the way. Um, so what is the most personal aspect of you? So you have these people who come in right. and for their special day, they want these these stunning cakes that you make that you plan months in advance. They, they take days and days to make. Um, so what is the most personal aspect of that relationship between you and your clients? How, how deep does it get? 
Well, you know, I will serve champagne if people want to, but just by serving them sweet cake, people tend to tell me everything. (gasps) And I learn a lot about the couple and their relationship, and it's absolutely interesting and fascinating. I'm a romantic by by heart, you know. Uh, So I do ask them, how did you meet? You know, who asked who? All that. And uh, I love the stories, and I love to get to know them. It's very, very fascinating. Is there a story that you can share with us that, like, has inspired you with your own romantic life as far as, you know, oh... Well, a lot of people tell me that they met online. Really? And they don't make any bones about it. But the stories I like the most are people who were fixed up, by a matchmaker, so to speak. Matchmaker or friend? A friend. Okay, yeah, but not the, like a professional act, matchmaker. No, no, no. Okay. But the act of matchmaking, I think, is very traditional. Sorry. <clears throat> you see, I'm choking up already. Uh, and I hear stories, uh, all the couples who went to the high school reunion and they already have been separated or divorced or lost spouse, and then they meet their high school sweethearts. And fall in love again. See, that's such a sweet idea, but I don't want to wait until like my twentieth high school reunion. Like people are like, oh, you never know. You could be fifty-five years old. I mean, like that's twenty years away. Okay, so I have a couple who met in a revolving door. The, she was going in, he was going out, and then he went one more turn and followed her. <gasps> Isn't that nice? Oh, that's such except, like that's a meet cute. Except if she wasn't into it, we'd all be talking about how like awkward and how like much of a stalker and he was for like following her. You're such a pessimist. Thing. That's ben. why it helps to have a foreign accent like myself, uh, and then you go, "Excuse me, but." Uh, you know, and then no, continue. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't help but, but notice. What, Ron? <laughs> you know those beautiful curves, and well, I'm going to uh, jump to your accent then, since you brought it up. So you're from Israel, correct? Um, and you were a professional dancer before you immigrated uh-huh. to the United States, and you were working in pastry. Well, actually, I worked here too as a dancer, and my career was phasing towards age forty. Gotcha. A few years ago. As it happened. Yes. <laughs> so I had ago. to find new ways of income. And since I went to art school and I was always a baker at home, it just was a natural progression. I didn't plan on it. I did many, many other ways to raise right. cash. <laughs> but that's what happened. And I didn't even think that I'm going to make cakes for a long time. But that was how I got my citizenship. Right. So, and you and so you've been in New York for how long now? Over how many twenty years? years. Over twenty years. Yeah. So and you do go home to Israel to visit. So tell us what it's like. So you're a single gay man in New York City. Is it very different dating in New York than it would be if you were still in Israel as a gay man in Israel? You know, it's so interesting because now with gay pride and I think about all those issues. I left Israel as a gay man in my twenties. So my experiences there were first of all, it was illegal to be gay in Israel. And Is it now? No. Okay. Actually, it's, we have equal rights uh, in the army, in all the private sector. In the army as well. Yes. Wow, oh, that's wonderful. But I sort of felt that I had to come out in an early age to protect myself because then I would have been attacked. I was always into the arts. I was somewhat effeminate. I was into dance. So by declaring I'm gay, nobody could really tease me about that. Ah. And I came out in the army, actually, and it worked. Now... Actually, you cannot be excused out of the army for being gay. But at my time, it was. But I wanted to be... I didn't see any other option. I could never imagine myself in the closet. Gotcha. Things have changed. But also, when I had my long-term relationships in Israel, uh, I was much younger. So I didn't really date in Israel. I met somebody. We went to bed. (laughs) 
we found out we like each other, and I liked his family that was marriage, so to speak. Oh, wow. Uh, but now I Moving date... quick, Ron. <laughs> well, You're a hustler. The, the classical way for gay men would be to sleep first and then either become good friends or become a couple or never talk to each other. Was that like three days? Like first day you get in bed... Next day you meet the family. Next time you're married, it's like we never boom, even boom, applied, boom. You never would have applied the term date to gay relationship. You know, it was just the the myth of being a gay man was that you're supposed to be able to have sex immediately at all times in all situations. So how is it different now for you dating? You said before. Well, the I'm show older, <laughs> <laughs> and also things have changed. When I talk to young gay men. They don't necessarily start with sex first. Yeah, They'd I feel like the stereotype of what a gay man is supposed to be. Like now, you can just be a man who is gay and have any variety of relationship you want, like anybody else can and yeah, should. But be I miss the have. good old days. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> I know dating is a little smirk on that. But I miss the days that you could just come on, Ben. Those were the days. <laughs> Look, we all. I, hey, hey no one, I'm on board no with it too. I'd be fine with that to too. Sex on the first date no. if both parties are going for yeah. it, you know. But how is dating for you now? In New York so it's State? ups and downs. I, I go through periods. I absolutely enjoy meeting new people, and, and the act of getting to know somebody uh, is very exciting and scary. Uh, I haven't found a way to make it last more than a few months. Why do you think that is? I think a lot about it, and uh, I need a worthy opponent, so to speak. And interestingly enough, the longest-term relationship I ever had with an Israeli-born guy, his, his name is Yariv, which in Hebrew means opponent. Ooh. Something to think about, and we are best friends now, years later. I need somebody who can measure up. You know, I'm, obviously I have opinions and I have skills, and I need somebody who can counterbalance that. They don't have to have cooking skills necessarily, but they have to be able to do something. Uh, you know, just brains is not enough for me. Is that hard because you are so successful in your field? I mean, you're not only an artist, which I think Ben and I have talked about before, requires a certain amount of curiosity in a partner, that they need to be curious about something and passionate about mm. something. But also we sort of hear... The more successful you are, the more driven, the more um, ambitious in your career, you sort of get fired up by people who are, again, you, like you said, it doesn't have to be about food, but have to be sort of ambitious and driven as well. So is that what you mean as far as needing to find somebody? No. No. I, I think the energy should be towards something. If somebody's interested in cleaning the house, but they're very passionate about it, that's great. But they have to have something. I, I can't, I don't do well with passive people. Mm. You know, they need to be excited about things. In all fairness, Ron, I want to throw this out there. There are lots of passionate, talented people out there. Um, are you looking for a relationship? Yeah. But you, was, haven't been, you haven't been able to meet any of these people. No, I do meet occasionally. The, the trick is how to make it last. Right. How do, you, yeah. how do you date? How do you meet people right now? Uh, well, I love introductions. That's like you had really said, great. the whole, yeah, people. Right, the whole matchmaking. I think it's such a great compliment. We had a client, uh, and she was marrying her daughter, and she said to me, can I ask you a personal question? I said, of course. Are you single? And I said, yes. Well, I have somebody in mind, in mind for you. Her name is so-and-so. And I said, you know, Mrs. Such-and-Such, 
surely you have known, you noticed I'm gay. She said, I didn't notice, but I wish I had a son. Aww. Which is the sweetest thing ever. That is so sweet. What, ha- what happens for you partway through the relationship when you are with someone who's not, in your estimation, a worthy opponent internally for you that makes you decide that the relationship is no longer valuable to you? You guys have such good questions. You go to the core, and I thought we were going to talk about wedding cakes. Nope. But I'll answer. Um, you know, I do a lot of work on myself, not because it's the right thing to do, because I find it necessity to survive from therapy, meditation, all those practices I have in my life are to survive. I mean, I am a neurotic, hypochondriac person, and especially in New York City, you know, to go with the flow is not a natural state for me. So for a long time in any relationship that I am involved with, I question myself. And it takes me a while to question the other person. Mm. So I let things be and I make sure that I behave the right way, that I show up, that I don't demand too much, that I get to know the person and open up. So it takes me a while to realize that it's not working. Do you find that you are more often the one to end the relationship or the other person is the one to end the relationship? The person you just broke up with yeah, a couple of I weeks did, ago. I did, but I prefer for them to break up so then I look like a victim. And then get some <laughs> ah, the victim, the old victim Well, because the reason why I asked is because, like, if you take, I find, like, if you take more time to get to know the person, it can put you in that place where you, it takes you longer to figure out that they're not the right person for you, but it also can make the other person, like, those inconsistencies come out I just want to say to you Jacqueline and Ben I'm absolutely fine with answering all the questions I'm Uh stuck here with you in Bushwick (laughs) I don't even know how to get home (laughs) but to all the wonderful people out there who may be listening and I promise on my social media that I'll talk about cake it's not my responsibility I'm the hostage slash cake maker (laughs) in a Radio studio here, so... Thank God you didn't tell him about the gun I have pressed against your uh, skull. Trying oh, to you want to talk about well, the gun, gun culture? Controversy. Well, let's, let's, let's actually, let's talk about the gun culture as far as this weekend you were a judge of the Gay Pride Parade in New York, the March in New York, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of um, strong reactions in the LGBTQ community and, and ad, you know, and advocates and mm-hmm. supporters after Pulse last weekend, so um, I'm getting even just chills and choked up thinking about it, so... You were, uh, yeah, you were involved heavily yesterday. A lot of beautiful things happened as far Mm -hmm. as Governor Cuomo saying that we're going to put up a statue in New York City. As far as Hillary Clinton was there, there was, um, you know, the owner of Pulse led the parade. Mm -hmm. How, uh, what has the emotion been like for you in the past? Well, obviously very emotional and very political. Keep in mind that I was born in Israel and served in the army and in defense force and uh, in the reserve. I'm still part of the reserves in Israel, but... So we all learn how to handle guns in Israel when we go to the army. But it's a perp- it's a military purpose, without getting into too much controversy. Um, nobody owns guns for pleasure in Israel or for Thank self-defense. Yeah, because then we'll really blow up the Middle East. And the culture here in America to have guns is foreign to me. And you don't notice it in New York City, but when you go outside. So in the march, it was there were two marching groups that were new and very, very impressive and emotional. One group was Gays Against Guns, and they created a lot of T-shirts, and uh, uh, they marched, and it, they brought 
all those thoughts forward. And then there was a group that wore white gauze. Uh, what's the word? Their head was covered with white gauze as if they were ghosts. Mm. And there were 49 of them marching in silence, and each person carried the photo and the name of one of the victims mm. in Orlando, and they just marched. And the statement was that they are there amongst us. So you, it wasn't about being gay, being heterosexual, being American, being an immigrant. It was about the loss of life. And that was very powerful. And, you know, the march has changed. There are a lot of kids and many families that come, and it's they expected about 2 million participants and visitors. Uh, and the kids get it. You know, we shouldn't hide the idea of death, and we don't want to traumatize them, but we lost people and we commemorate them. And that was the message. It's mm. beautiful. Yeah, love wins. I think that's sort of my take. Yeah, love wins. And not to um, ignore it. Yeah. Yeah, not to poo-poo it, not to, yeah, to, not to embrace it, but to face it. Yeah. Um, ben, you've got, the, you've got my questions in front of you now. Okay. So would you ask a question? <laughs> I know, it's hard to move on from a, such yeah. a big subject. But we do, a, you know, the interesting thing about wedding cakes or cakes in general, they're always for celebration, right? Right. Julia Charles said that a party without a cake is just a meeting. So we make cakes for special occasions, whether you make them at home by yourself, whether it's a cupcake that you treat yourself, or a cake for a wedding. And I like that does, because we celebrate. Does the couple at all ever inspire the cake? Always. And, and oh, oh, so, yeah. so talk to, can you talk a little bit about what that is like and is there a particular cake in general i'm going to cut that question down because i've written about that with ben before and i i will put on our social media how to find that question it's a very good question but i have a i have a question about ron with cakes that i want to ask him before we run out of time so i'm sorry ben but i will point listeners into <laughs> into i've written about him several times before You've so been i bullying me this I'm whole sorry. episode no i'm sorry because it's a beautiful question um but i already know the answer and i will point you guys to the series article where he talks a lot about that but um so ron you've on, when you when you do television appearances, one of the big sort of jokes that is often made about you is that you are wonderful at complimenting people before you sort of tear them down. And there's an article for the Jewish Week that a woman was like, that's how I'm going to look at relationships. Because oh. when I look at a guy, like when I break up with him, I'm going to sort of, you know, embrace the good about him and communicate that. And then you know, tell him why it's not going to work and be honest about it when I break up with him. And so you've done all these public appearances. You've worked like we were saying, with these beautiful cakes and all of these couples year after year, is there something that you can sort of share with our listeners as far as that? What do you've learned, like a mantra in your own life, either through your performances or um, on television or through your relationship with people that sort of really has like worked into your own romantic life? I try to be honest, but under no circumstances, tell the person you want to break with, you are not a sweet genius. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't run into your... That's how he ends the show. You're not a sweet You're genius. You're alter ego. You're alter ego. No, um, be sweet. You know, we all try. We're all human beings. And uh, what I really want, you know, fame, success, notoriety are nice sometimes, but they're fleeting. But when I make memories for people, with people, with the couples, they stay. And that's the, the feedback is always so wonderful. And now with social media, people tweet 
I think yesterday, a couple tweeted that every year they opened a box with the sugar flowers that were left 12 years ago from the wedding cake. Mm. So that connection is something I cherish. And I try to be true to myself, to own myself with my mistakes, with my shortcomings, and with things that I'm good at. And true also, humility. it's about yourself, too. Yeah. Like your, your, your strengths and your weaknesses for yourself as a person, not just the way you yeah. view other people. My friend Warren, who passed away a few years ago, was a very smart and very considerate person. And he said, true humility is knowing who you are at that very moment. It wouldn't be, I would be lying if I wouldn't say that I enjoy speaking in the radio. I have enough of an ego to perform. Every chef who wants to feed people has a healthy ego. On the other hand, we need to know when to shut up. <laughs> all right. Well, before we um, all shut up for the day, since Ben is looking at me because I cut his question down before, one more question before we close out. Um, with all of the romance you've seen and all of the heartbreak you've gone through and we've gone through, is is romance dead or is, does romance still exist in the world? Romance is here forever. We talked and thought about it for thousands of years and we will continue however Uh this crowd the death of romance is social media especially texting so if one more guy keeps texting me how he feels i'm breaking my phone we really want to communicate phone conversations are wonderful talking one-to-one but you can't really build a relationship by texting or sending icons to each other. But men are trying to tell you how they feel via text. Yes. So, but they're, so they're still trying to express It's the equivalent that. of a it's post-it. Right. As opposed to writing a letter. As opposed to calling you and having a discussion. It's a safeguard that they can text it to you instead. Absolutely. So now watch out. And you can text to each other. You can text me that you're late for a movie. Oh, meet me in that corner, but that's it. But don't have a heart. What would be the ideal way for them to express it to you? Mm, flowers. Aww. My birthday is Thursday. It is Thursday. Yes. It's in my calendar. And chocolates and flowers, everybody likes it, regardless that's of true. sexual orientation. Wouldn't you like chocolates and flowers on your birthday? I am not the biggest chocolate person, but I would appreciate the gestures, certainly. And I do like flowers. Listeners, my birthday is July 26th, and I will take chocolate and August flowers. 11th. August 11th. Um, yeah. I prefer big bottles of booze. Thank you. Well, this Thursday, I'm taking everybody in my company, yeah, and we're all doing a uh, school trip, field mm-hmm. trip, to Jacques Torres's factor, chocolate factory in Brooklyn. It is insane. I've also written about it. It's uh, for the Village Voice. It is magical. Yes. So even if I don't have a special one to dip me in chocolate. I have a feeling Jacques will take care of it. Yeah. I have a feeling Jacques Jacques (laughs) will give you in chocolate. That'd be really tasty. Give. I want to give and I want to receive. And and I think for birthdays, weddings, everything, every moment of life, you want to do something extraordinary for another person. So you still want extraordinary love. Mm-hmm. You want and it's definitely love. not dead, and I'm ready. Now, I'm not going to divulge my phone number, but <gasps> it's very easy to find me through yes. WeddingCakes.com or RBI, at RBI Cakes on Twitter for and Instagram. Ooh, alright, alright, gentlemen. We've put the call out for Get out for there Ron and ben get Israel. your taste of Ron. Get uh, the chocolate. <laughs> so, before we let you go, we started the show with Ben and I each sharing um, a place that we have enjoyed pastries recently in New York City. Do you have, uh, especially being MrWeddingCakes.com, do you well, have... No, I, I have to be very careful here because I love so many places, mm-hmm. but I have the um, triang- the French Triangle is between Jacques Torres chocolate and ice cream and Francois Payard 
both uh, downtown in the village mm-hmm. and uh, uptown, and Dominique Ansel. Those are three very lovely Wonderful. Frenchmen. And let's not forget that the fourth Frenchman, who I love, is Bose's Damien Yes, Damien. He does really wonderful work. He's oh, quieter than all of us, and he doesn't get his name out there as much. But having tea and pastry at his Bose's... They're exquisite. They are exquisite. Right. And he also has up, up in East Harlem, too. He's got a shop. That's where he's making most of his things now. Oh, Damien Hergott. He's right. just... He's my, he's my favorite. I love him. Well, thank you so much for coming in, Ron. Thank um, you, Ron. You were fantastic. You were just delightful, and I adore you. Made me laugh. Oh, you know who needs to? Even date while you were judging you me when we were ta- we were talking, <laughs> well, we were having our opening segment. You were judging me, Ron. <laughs> you were judging me. So, can we finish with my favorite quote of myself? Okay. It depends on the day. I say, make cake, not war. Make cake, not war. And also, if everybody baked cake, we will have world peace. <laughs> so you got to respect the man who quotes himself. <laughs> you really do. If we could just bake cake, we'd have world peace. But would we all be in happy, successful relationships if we all baked cake? We'd all be fat, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and that would be okay. That would be all right. Ron, thank you so much for coming in. We adore you listeners. You can find him at weddingcakes.com and at RBI Cakes. Thank you for coming on to the show, Ron. We adore you. That is our show for today. Uh, next week, we are out of here for the 4th of July, so we hope you all have fun with your fireworks, wherever they may be. But come back on July 11th when we have the ladies of the Off-Broadway show phoenix rising on to discuss using art to heal from sexual trauma their show is running right now on 42nd street you can find out more about at phoenix rising the or org i believe phoenix rising for the living lotus company um until then thanks to our engineer david our theme song is give love by josh dion and we are jacqueline Raposo and ben rosenblatt we'll be back in a few weeks right here at heritage radio network.org later players Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.